0: to the chicago tomahawk i'm mike and i got my live mate matt with me and today we're gonna to go over some roster changes with the blackhawks tomorrow is the opening of the first season of the of the blackhawks season and we're gonna go over some uh, some nhl news so before we get into it do us a favor uh give us a follow on twitter like us on on twitter you know or like us on facebook i, sh- I should say sorry and uh get, subscribe to the podcast so here we go guys Blackhawks, day before, game one, big one against the Avalanche. They made some changes. Nylander made it down to Rockford. Before, they weren't sure what they could do with his with his um, ex- exemption from waivers, it turns out that um, there are some players that are exempt from waivers this year because they're not counting last year, the, sh- the COVID shortened season. So he made it down to waivers, which is great. We also sent four more players down to waivers, Nicholas Bowden, Jacob Galvis, um, Colin Delia and uh, Colin Delia and Malcolm Subban. Um, they absolutely cleared waivers. Uh, Reese Johnson, and uh, we signed Eric Gustafsson. Yes, you heard that right. Eric Gustafsson, I thought that. We heard yeah. the last from him a few years ago. He's back on the team. Uh, I don't know what Bowman is thinking. Maybe a power play two quarterback, but is he just going to sit on the bench just to run the, the second power play unit? You know, Pat Foley made an interesting statement on the last Blackhawks game that Ryan Hartman uh, re-signed in in minnesota was originally a right wing now he's playing center he was 12 for 16 at the dot and they said that he's playing so well at center he deserved a new contract which is pretty impressive i don't know maybe they're thinking about moving stops into a wing or maybe center maybe he's a long-lost center that that we've needed because uh he can't play the defensive aspect of the defensive position very well so uh so yeah man i'll tell you what I think that there's a lot of teams thinking outside the box these days with players, and I think that's a really, really good thing. I don't see a really a fit here for Gustafsson other than them wanting Mitchell and Bowden to be the number one defensive pairing on uh in on the ice hogs so that they could just sit there, develop, and not have to worry about the NHL this year. That's the one of the only things that I can think of uh for this for this signing. Um other words We've got Kalanick and Caleb Jones who would be playing right now, but they're both hurt. Kalanick out two to four weeks. Uh, Caleb Jones out for six weeks. They are both having a great camp. And, uh, you know, just luck of the draw, I guess. They are not, um, they're actually probably say they're a little unlucky. This is the biggest camp of their lives and they both got injured. Uh, Caleb Jones has actually surprised me a lot this preseason because I thought he was just sort of a trade chip to try and get Seth Jones, but it turns out that he's actually a talented hockey player in his own right, and I think that he's trying to come out of his brother's shadow and and make a difference on the team. And I think that once he's healthy, he'll be able to do that. I thought he looked good. Same thing with Kalnick, except he's not a sibling of the Joneses. He um he was looking to make an impression this camp. He did. He was going to make the team, and um and he's he's dealing with this with this uh, with this injury for the next two to four weeks, Matt. Let's start off with Gustafsson. Where are you at with this signing because um I'm 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 lost here.
1: I'm lost with you. I uh I didn't see that one coming. I I remember uh texting you last night like what's up with this and we were both surprised by it. Uh he, he you know he had one good season with the Hawks. I think he put up 60 points. Uh, yes, sir. He was trade bait that year. I think uh, the Flames picked him up, and ever since then, he's kind of been bouncing around, not finding it home. Kind of like Dougie Hamilton, but uh, he's <laughs> a lot cheaper. Uh, but when you were talking about, um, you know, four uh, defensemen stepping up and switching positions, I just thought a big buff. Remember that? Yeah. We had so much depth that year, and put him on the, the wing with Kaner and Taves, and it was just cool to see him just uh, pound Pronger away, just pound <laughs> him. You know, it was, Yeah, it was, man. And, he, and you know what? He got traded, and he went back to D, and he was a top five defenseman in points usually. Stud. That's how good he was. Yeah, so I'm not saying Gustafson's going to be like big buff, but maybe uh, they can move him around a little bit on the wing. Or like you said, maybe he's just a power play quarterback or maybe just an insurance policy for Bowman if one of the big guys get hurt.
0: It's pretty incredible, man, how Big Buff would just move people. You know, like he was just such a strong guy. I mean, he big, would just big boy. There, you know, there was a scuffle, and he would just grab guys, man, and they'd they'd be sliding He'd across smile. the ice. You know, he have a smile on his face. He's yeah. like, I love this. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He was he was a he was a great hockey player. Um, we are going to talk about the the matchup between the Avs. game one, big one, big 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 one for the Blackhawks. Because the Avs are touted as this juggernaut team. Now they lost Grubauer last season. Uh, I'm sorry, this off season they lost Brandon Sod. And I think that these two moves, I think that they hurt them quite, uh, quite significantly. Because Grubauer was a VESA candidate. He was a strength in goalie. Now they're gonna they're gonna need to 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 put up some points to to win games. Now they're not gonna be able to re- rely on their on their goaltender to you know to keep to keep games tied or keep keep a lead late, so uh, I'm not looking for the Avs to be as as big of a team as they were last year, uh, but I still think they will be strong. I think there'll be a really really strong team in the Central. But uh, you also have the Blues and the Blackhawks and the Centrals. And I think that the Blues may surprise a lot of people this year. I think they're going to be a tough team to play against, a, a surprise team. But uh, And I also, I will give them the Dark Horse title along with the Blackhawks. I think that the Blackhawks and the Blues are going to be ruining, ruining some people's nights, uh, yes. to, to be honest yeah. with you, both of them. And yeah, I, I think agree. that they're both I going to be battling that. each other all year.
1: The Blues scare me. I definitely agree with that.
0: Yeah, Blues, Islanders, you know, these are a couple rough and tumble teams. But that being said, the Blackhawks have also been playing a bit more physical this preseason. Normally, they're playing with a lot of skill. This, uh, recently, this preseason, they're playing with some grit as well. Riley Stillman's been laying the body. Kyra's been laying the body. godet has been laying the body. Um, Jake McCabe straight up stood, stood a guy up in two games ago at the in his in his own zone so um, the Hawks aren't going to be pushovers this year so I'm really looking forward to getting this this season underway I'm making a prediction right now four to three Blackhawks win tomorrow night what about you Matt
1: Uh, I'm not sure about the prediction yet but I will give us the edge in goaltending Marc-Andre Fleury versus Darcy Kemper I like Fleury 100% of the time
0: Uh, Yeah, I do, too.
1: The offense, I think the Hawks have a very underrated offense. I think a lot of people are overlooking them. The defense, I still think the Avs have one of the best, and Kale McCarr, and they got some depth down there. Um, uh, You know, it could be a close game. There's going to be butterflies, I'm sure. Uh, Honestly, there's going to be a lot of pressure on Kemper because they let Grubauer go for their captain, and they didn't have money to give... uh, for group hour because they gave it to Landis So there's kind of a lot of pressure on him. I mean, he, he was in the desert for a long time and there's really no expectations there. It's just go get a paycheck and, you know, just play hockey. It's a dream, but this team wants to win the cup. They have a player that's super hungry to win a cup. So he's got pressure on him this year and hopefully he, he's up for it because, uh, this is kind of like their windows closing. (laughs)
0: It is. F. And the desert, he means the Phoenix area, the hot Phoenix area. You know, it, it's really, really kind of a throw up for me because I personally would have stuck with the goalie and I would have let, I would have let Landeskog go. Put the CM McKinnon, he's also got the pulse, obviously got the pulse of the team. And I would have kept Brandon Saad as well. I think that keeping Brandon Saad, you keep a Landeskog type you know, type of player, but then again, Landeskog is a 25 goal scorer with an elite player like Nathan McKinnon. You know, Sod can score yeah. 20, 25 goals with anybody,
1: and a proven playoff player,
0: and a proven playoff player multiple yeah. times over. You know, and uh, two time Cup winner, and Grubauer, as a candidate. You know, I'm I'm really surprised that they that that they went this route, but if if maybe Sakic thinks something that we are not.
1: Well Grubauer signed for six mil, right? With the, right. the Kraken. That's not that's a lot a, of money, man. That's a steal. For four years, I think, right? Yeah. That's not that's nothing for a starting goalie. Yeah. I mean, look at the goalies now. You carry Pre- I mean, look at well, Flurry's making seven million for one season. Left. Right. Price is making ten. I know he's on his leave, but he deserved that money. He yeah. the Montreal Canadiens. He you did got Vasilevsky's making about eight. Tukarask was making eight, seven.
0: Eight million for Vasilevsky's a steal.
1: Babrowski's making ten and he's done nothing. Brutal. Uh except have good seasons, but never gets it done in the playoffs. Right. And there there's some elite goalies out there that are getting paid, but I mean Grubauer is he's proven he could he could play. He could be a starting goalie, but uh, Kemper, we don't know yet. He's kind of had to share his net for a couple seasons with Ranta. He's, I think he was with Minnesota before that. He was also sharing his net, I think, with Dubnik. Dubnik outplayed him. I think Dubnik went on like a 20-game yeah. point streak or win streak.
0: I think that was about four years
1: ago. And then he ran into the Blackhawks and got smoked in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah he but, did. But still, I mean, this is his chance, and he's got a really good supporting cast in front, but Let's see if he could take the pressure because there's a lot of it
0: on him. 100%. And since we're talking about contracts, we could talk about Mika Zubanajad, who just got a $8.5 million contract for eight years, which Love I it. think is an absolute steal of a contract because he totally could have looked for a bridge deal to get a big payday in in three years. And he didn't do that. He came in at $8.5 million, which is completely reasonable for your number one center. And, uh, and I, I'll tell you what, he let the Rangers off easy there. I'm really, really, really happy with that contract for him. I think
1: the term they don't like, but I don't. It's not a big deal. He's he's going to be making third line money by the time he gets there. Right. You know, it gets to that time. Right. And he's a great player, and uh, I think the boys from the 30 on Broadway were talking about him being one of uh, one of the captains. Right. Uh, or I think they were saying Jacob Truba, but still, uh, Meek is he's an awesome player, man. He he had a couple hat tricks. I think he had a a five goal game 2 one this, uh, this season. Wow. Last season. I mean, and he, he's exciting to watch. He's kind of like a, it's kind of like Panarin Panarin's obviously he's more productive, but they're both like a dynamic, exciting player to watch.
0: Right. Right. And speaking of the Rangers, apparently they're going to be running with multiple alternate alternates this year. And you know what? I, I'm 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 so over this uh, this ego trip that a lot of these clubs have saying, "Oh, we we need to take our time in finding out a captain." You know what? No, you don't. You need to ask your players, <laughs> "Who do you who 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 is the captain here, guys? Let's talk about it. Who is the captain here?" And you pick one. You put the C on his chest, and you get going. You know, a few years ago, Detroit did the same thing. They went all year without a captain, made it a big freaking deal, and they gave it to Dylan Larkin. Everybody knew that it was going to go to Dylan Larkin. Everybody knew that when he was drafted. <laughs> yeah, right when he was drafted. Yeah. They knew yeah. that he was going to be the future leader, future captain of this team, and they should have just gave it to him. It was ridiculous. They did and did for Stevie uh, Y, and look what happened. Right, exactly. And and he, he learned how to lead, there. and he's he's a legend of the league top 100 be,
1: Larkin will be a GM one day for the Red Wings <laughs> after he's, after he's done building one in uh dynasty in Tampa first. Oh, okay. He's going to go to Tampa first, build, <laughs> yeah.
0: build a cup winning team, actually build a cup winning dynasty. And then he's going to go to, and, uh, and get no credit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of Detroit, they released Bobby Ryan uh, today. Um, pr- Pretty unfortunate for him because they said that he deserved to be on the team he was playing, but you know, he was just the odd man out, uh, essentially. But I, I look for him to possibly get picked up by another team. Heck, if the Broncox are throwing money at Adam Gustafson, why not Bobby Ryan? I mean, he could be a third-line third, third line banger with some, uh, some um, offensive upside potential. What do you think of Bobby Ryan, Matt?
1: You know what? When he was on the Ducks, I was a really big fan of him because he's an American guy. 35-goal uh, score. Man, he was so good. You know what? I'd like to see him go home to where he started because I, I don't think he ever wanted to leave the Ducks. Mm. But um, it'd be cool to see him with uh, Ryan Getzloff again. But someone should pick him up. He's gone through a lot in his career. I think he had some uh, alcohol issues, but he's overcome them. And, um, yeah, I'd like to see him get picked up by somebody. And uh, You know what? I wouldn't mind if, like you said, we're throwing money to this uh, forward-playing defense. <laughs> Uh, I'd rather just, why don't we just sign a forward that plays forward?
0: So. Yeah. yeah, no kidding. So, you know, something I wanted to talk to you about, what are, what are your feelings about this, about the Brady Kachuk in Ottawa situation continuing to drag out? You know, we have a we have a player, I thought that he would be signed by now. He wants short term. Uh, the, the owner wants him to get long term because he's cheap and they say the rumor is is if he signs a short-term bridge deal he'll be gone after after two years what do you what, what do you think is going on in ottawa there where they can't get this kid signed
1: i honestly think that you said it best uh if his last name was wasn't kachuk this wouldn't even be a headline right now yeah this would be like wow what is this uh guy who barely hits 30 or 20 goals demanding all this money for sure he's very talented he's skilled heck i i like the guy i think he's going to be a great player but what what do you think he's demanding like nine million for three four years like come on we know your agent your dad your brother are saying sign short term because when this big money thing kicks in you can cash in again come on i mean i don't blame him but He's gonna sit out for this if he wants to be the face of the franchise. Sign, dude. Sign long term. Who cares? You're you you got a good you got like something really good happening in Ottawa. They're they're building good pieces, and he could be a part of it. He'd be the captain. I think he would be the captain.
0: Yeah, I think so, so too.
1: Yeah, man, I mean, I I know Matthew Kachuk did it. I'm sure Keith did it in his career. But uh, yeah, they're just trying to get as much money as they can. I guess I guess I would be doing the same thing, but I don't. You know, you're young. I mean, it's one thing. If I scored 50 goals in my uh, rookie entry level contract, okay, I'm going to demand money. Like, the bridge deal is gone. It's, like, extinct now, you know? I, I Like, look, look at Brendan Hagel. I, he signed for $1 million, I think, for three years. Yeah, 1. 1. 1. 1.5. Dude, are you kidding me? He's going to get paid, man. Watch him get 20 goals this year. Yeah. Watch him get 20 goals, and that would be the same the as Brady line. Kachuk. And the same as Brady Kachuk. Yeah. But I, I just don't get it. I think he's using his last name to get more money. You know, I like the, I like, I like all three of them. I, uh, Keith Kachuk was awesome. I liked him when he was with Phoenix, when he first started out with JR. Yeah. Um, Matthew's been good, but he did the same thing. He demanded lots of money, and you know, what did he score? Thirty, like once.
0: Thirty-four, on. once, one
1: time. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, if you guys aren't putting fifty goal seasons up, or hundred points, you're, you're you're it's average. An average goal scorer is twenty-five to thirty. The elites are scoring forty, and you know, getting over eighty-two points. Yeah, these guys aren't doing that. They're exciting. They're if Brady was on the Blackhawks, where do you think he'd play? Top top six, probably the six forward, I'd think. Yeah, maybe. That's it. I, he wouldn't be the number one center no. here. A lot no, of teams actually,
0: he, he would probably play either next to Jonathan Taves or he would play on the third line. But he wouldn't be the man. No, there would be wouldn't. like
1: six guys in front of him. Yeah, there would be. And he would luck out because, you know, he's he's got skill. There's no doubt about it. He's not, good. Yeah. He, he's a fan favorite there. But, man, it's kind of like... Um, like Columbus, they just can't keep stars. they trade them away in in Ottawa it's, it, but it's it's both it goes both ways. It's the owner and the players
0: right right. you know what Matthew Kachuk, I believe he scored 34 goals the year after he held out. so I mean 100 percent. I honestly I think that he's worth the money but Brady hasn't shown it yet. He's shown that he could be a star because of his you know his his outgoing personality. You know the person that he is, his family. You know that carries a, a a lot of weight for for his his payday, his pay. To be honest with you, and I give him
1: six years for two years, prove it. Six million prove for it two it years, deal. prove it. Yep.
0: Well, to be honest, I think if you're going to do something like that, you'd have to give him seven.
1: Yeah, seven, that's fine too. Seven, that's to fine. They, they have the money, right? They can do that. Say, so, hey, you you make it count. You put up eighty two points, eight nine eighty five points a year. You'll get your uh, 9 million for 5 years. And then you can leave if you want.
0: Yeah, I I think that he's looking for a 8 or 8.5 million for 3 year type of type of maybe even 9 million. If,
1: if I'm Brady, that's what I want. But if I'm the GM and the owner, I want him 8 for 8. Yeah. And I know he won't want that. Most players don't. I mean Right. Look, look like Mika, we were just talking about him. He signed what? 8.5? Yeah. He's another Ottawa guy. He started off in Ottawa, but look at it. Look, he produces.
0: Right. This guy, he's a difference maker. Yeah, consistently, all the time, he produces.
1: So, and he, I mean, he, they offered him $8 eight million, eight point five. I probably took him three seconds to make that decision.
0: Right. It really, really, it's incredible. So, you know, let's move on. I'm done talking about Brady Kachuk and his his contract woes, even though he's. He's going to get paid this year.
1: He'll sit as long as it takes, I bet. So yeah. could be a rough start for the Sens.
0: Yeah, I think it will be. So Giordano was named the first captain of the Kraken. I think everybody knew that that was coming. Um, he's a proven leader. He was a leader captain in Calgary. He's captain in, in the Kraken, and congratulations to him. Making history over there in Seattle. And something to actually to take into consideration here is that I think that... Um, You know, now that the Kraken are are a team, you know, we've got hockey all across the United States now, which is pretty interesting. You know, it's not just in these favorite hubs anymore. I mean, it's all the way in the in the northwest, you know, Pacific area in uh, in sunny California, in Texas, Arizona, you know, Minnesota all the way through the United States. Actually, Florida and Tampa, which people thought that Taki was going to die, are very competitive. Yeah, it took them about 25 to 30 years to for that to happen, minus the Tampa, who had some short, sh- short success at the beginning of the 2000s era. But it's taken a long time for, for, for that to happen. And you know what? You got some fan bases down there in, in Florida and in the Tampa area that are very supportive of their team and all up the, the East coast, you know, there's hockey and in Canada, I think Gary Bettman's dream for what the, what the NHL could be is, is happening right now. And I think this year that we're going into this season is going to be a big season for hockey. Um, TNT ESPN looking at their production. It looks great. Looks professional. NBC sports. Wasn't bad. But you know what it looked old it looked tired you know the the cursive writing you know isn't as eye catching anymore you know go look at what they're doing on espn and tnt and it's pretty it's pretty nice not to mention the production quality of watching the games crystal clear so i'm really looking forward to to watching some hockey on there as a matter of fact the blackhawks are on tnt tomorrow night at 9 9 p.m central yeah. I like
1: the panels. I like the, uh, the, uh, with the Gretzky, uh, Rick Tocket thing they're going to do. Right. I think that's awesome. I, right. you know, it's like the NBA and I don't watch the NBA, but Charles Barkley is very entertaining and I hope it's something like that. Cause that's really cool.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the thing about hockey players is that it, it's getting those personalities to come out. I believe that biz Paul Bissonnette is going to be on TNT, isn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he's actually with Gretzky, right? Yeah, they, they might be. They it? might yeah.
0: be putting him in there to add some flair to the panel, which I think would work out well.
1: And you got Torts on ESPN. This is going to be great.
0: Yeah, I can't wait, man. I've been. I was watching some ESPN Plus coverage, and it it was awesome. To be honest with you. So moving on, John Cooper signs a three-year extension in in Tampa, which is a. Non news story because we knew that was going to happen. An excellent coach, uh, you know, just a guy that you want to play for type of coach. Um, and I'm I'm really happy that he did that. He keeps the team competitive. And uh, let's see where Tampa is in the next three years. Some people think that they're going to repeat. I don't think so. I think it's going to be a little bit too much. They left. They lost some key players. But uh, we'll see where they where, where they where they end up. Where are you at with Tampa man and John Cooper?
1: yeah my dad's a snowbird out there and when I go out to see him um I'm always watching Tampa games and the the city the city loves uh the the bolts man they got billboards everywhere and it's just cool to see it, like you said in Florida it's it's good to see the game growing there but uh cooper yeah man he's the ultimate players coach and I'm happy for the guy he kind of came out of nowhere and now he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion but I think this year it's going to be very tough for him because these games that they've played, it's going to start, you know, catching up to some of these guys, especially like Stamkos. And I know Kucherov had a pretty much the whole season off and he jumped in late in the playoffs, but he, um, he should be ready, charged up, ready to go. But uh, it's still a lot of hockey for most of these guys. But I think Florida, the Panthers probably can take that division.
0: I'm thinking that Florida might be more to deal with uh, this year than what people want them to be with a coach like Coach Q. You know, I think that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this season and uh, they're not going to be be a pushover and maybe make it past the, what was it, past the second round in the playoffs. So moving on, Austin Matthews is out three games. I was watching some video of him about a week ago. Sniping shots, even though that he's he's recovering from wrist surgery, it uh, looks like he's going to be out a few a couple games, but I don't think that's going to slow him down any. To be honest with you, I think he's going to come in, come in heavy, looking to score some goals and push and, and push uh, Toronto to the next level. How do you see Toronto moving forward this season, especially after you know this huge debacle that turned out to be their playoffs this past season?
1: Yeah. I think they're going to be really good in the season. Um, the playoffs, it's just a different game. I think it's so like in their heads already. Yeah. Like the it just like the media is so relentless to these guys. Like oh yeah, you guys can get like thirty wins in a row, but you go on four in the playoffs. It's like come on, like these you guys make it worse on these guys. The media, even the fans, they're just relentless on Twitter and all the social media. It's like you—you're a Leafs fan, but like you, there's just so much hate towards these guys. I mean, I want them to do good. I Austin Matthews is going to be one of the best American goal scorers ever, and how can you not root for a guy like that? And Mitch Marner's is like like a little Patrick Kane right now. He's a playmaker. Uh, and the goaltender Campbell—he's—I heard he's one of the most likable guys in the NHL. Just a good dude. And um, I'm rooting for him, too, because he's, you know, he's finally got his starting position that he earned last year, and he's going to – hopefully he can get these guys a, a win because it's been like, what? It's got to be close to 60 years with no Cub. That's brutal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, probably about 65. That's Cub Cub's like. we gotta Well, not anymore. That was 108 years, so they still got uh, another, well, another way 50 they're going, to go. Way, just, well, cool, man. Uh, you know, I'm really excited. Tomorrow's the start of the season. We recorded this on Monday night so when you're listening to this on Tuesday morning you'll know that actually I'll just say it today is the start of the season for everybody. Do us a favor. Follow us on Twitter. Hit subscribe in the podcast app if if you haven't subscribed already. We would really really appreciate it. We've got a lot more content coming for everybody coming this uh coming this year. A little bit of a post game show that we're going to be doing on Twitter and uh and stay tuned. So we got more to love, more to, more to give you, more content, but that's all that we got for you tonight. This is the Tomahawk. We're out here.